<clears throat> That's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. It's a better light. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. My man, my mom got us this like new fan, which is a nice fan, but <laughs> that's all right. I can't well, uh, with it. All right. Well, we'll still have a fun chat. Oh boy. Nice. <clears throat> all right. Well, yeah. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good. You know, just hanging out. Mm-hmm. I'm usually sitting in a chair, so I'm like. I was going to go, I'm going to change my view and go to the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So how have you been? Is it cold? Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it was warmer today. It was like fifties. So it was kind of a nice one. Unseasonably nice. warm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of how it's been here. It's yeah. like some days it's 50 and some days it's 70. And I'm like, just pick one. So I know which where. <laughs> For sure. Well, Oh, I, uh, yeah, I'm more beanie today and in the habit of wearing like a neck, neck warmer. I get super cold, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I have like the worst blood circulation, like on earth. So my hands and my feet stay cold all winter long. Yeah. <clears throat> you've, you've been, uh, having to be creative with, uh, your sleep, sleeping position lately. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Yeah. I, I'm a stomach sleeper, but oh. you can't sleep on your stomach. So I've been sleeping in a recliner, which it's a comfy recliner. It's fine. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. for some reason, my neck, I don't know. I think like I'm trying to like kind of like move my legs and like my head to the side because I desperately do not want to sleep on my back. But now my I was like, now my neck kind of hurts. Like <laughs> I've like added a crook to my neck. But yeah, I just I do a lot of sitting currently. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I mean, it's going to be awesome once everything's healed because then I can like work out and not worry about hurting myself but <laughs> but now i'm like yeah i just sit i sit a lot and if i walk too much my body's like no you should sit and i'm like yeah. i don't want to sit anymore i'm tired yeah. of sitting i get bored very easily well yeah um, you have to get a little bit of movement and uh be conscious of I've, I've been trying to be extra conscious lately of my posture not be so hard on my uh my back yeah well that's that i would say that's a a plus i like sat up at my desk after like five or six days i sat at my desk and i could like sit straight and everything didn't immediately hurt and i was like oh this is awesome wow i didn't know what i was missing out on (laughs) (laughs) are you at your desk now Mm -mm. no i'm sitting on my bed we so we got a door we got a door for the office finally (laughs) but we it's it's one that like both sides can slide so okay. it, when it's closed, but you can slide one side either way and go in either side. Door. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> it is like, well, it's like a big door frame. It's not a regular door frame. It's like a wide one. I think they might've used it for a dining room, <clears throat> but we don't <throat> use it for that. And I'm like, we don't use dining rooms <clears throat> to eat on the couch. Um, but so it was like, it was wonky trying to find a door to go there. Uh, but you can apparently buy locks to lock <clears throat> it. So mm. we haven't done that yet so mm-hmm. one day it will lock mm. and it's safe to do stuff in <laughs> safe to record in so that children can't bust in at any moment <laughs> yeah sliding doors are an interesting thing uh i've had them throughout my life probably not uh not necessarily 
a, uh, a staple for everyone. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to be talking about some doors. Are you ready, Bridget, to, to get into it? I am it? ready for doors. Yes, I love mm. doors. <laughs> Are you the key master? <laughs> um, I, the, you... the thing that sticks in my head is, is that Susan <laughs> I love cats. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I know, thinking, I was thinking of, you know, different references and, of course, Ghostbusters or something, you know, with this uh, yeah. <laughs> very kind of ethereal subject matter. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the key, uh, keystones is what they're called. And then, you know, instead of uh, gatekeepers, you know, you have the closers or I guess the closer is kind of like the ghostbuster <laughs> in charge of yeah, closing get, the door. Get the spirits back in there. You guys stay in there. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah a lot of interesting metaphorical imagery in uh, in the Suzume, the uh, new film from uh, officially 2022 release in Japan. Um and uh, yeah, the latest film from Makoto Shinkai, the director and writer, uh, famed uh, filmmaker from Japan in animation. Um, you, you're pretty familiar. Well, Bridget, you're an anime expert, so I'm I'm happy to be joined <laughs> by you. This is uh, yeah, the Thodcast, the Thodcast conversations about animation, uh, where I'm your host, Philip, up here in northern Minnesota. Uh, and I'm joined for this podcast by, uh, by Bridget down in Georgia. Uh, so thank you for lending your expertise, especially in all things Japanese animation. Uh, <laughs> we, I, uh, I subscribed to Crunchyroll using a free trial so far for this. So uh, yeah, just just yeah. keep it, keep it. <laughs> you, Catch up on Attack on Titan. Go yeah. ahead, go ahead and watch Jujutsu Kaisen. First season's great. Second season also great, but sad uh <laughs> yeah that was actually what i was watching before i got i jumped on i was like oh, i gotta because it comes out on thursday and i was like oh i gotta pause it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you make a fairly heavy use of your crunchyroll account i imagine oh uh, yeah 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 like i used to be like oh i'll never pay i'm not gonna pay for <laughs> it and then th there's just so much and it's like mm -hmm. literally you could just watch something different every day. Like, I think we're probably watching like four or five different animes <laughs> currently, but it's because it's like, well, one only comes out once a week and then one we're like two seasons behind. So we're watching that one. And then there's one that's like more current, but only like a season behind. So we're watching a lot. We watch a lot of different things. That's great. Yeah. That, that's, I mean, I guess that like me, like my one thing uh, that I've um spam heavily <laughs> as far as a, a streamer that might not be everyone's cup of tea but youtube premium where i'm constantly downloading things and it's kind of like how i save them for future uh consumption as uh add them to my downloads have them just available on my phone all the time i can swap between watching or just listening because a lot of the stuff on youtube is just fine for passive you know listening or having on in the background so that's kind of the way i use it yeah i've considered mm -hmm. it because every time because i'll turn it on like while i'm working or something like i'll listen mm -hmm. to you know someone like i like listening to someone named legia miller and she's like a lawyer mm -hmm. who like puts things in layman's terms for everyone uh 
I like her. And then of course I listen to like murder podcast type stuff. Um, but I will forget that it's a video and I'll close my phone and then it turns off and I'm like, <laughs> and then you turn it back on and an ad plays. And I'm like, every, every now and then I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. YouTube. You can't make me, <laughs> but every now and then I consider it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, the download feature, I'm not sure um, if that's outside of premium subscription, maybe not. Uh, do, do you know, can you download uh, YouTube videos if you're not? Okay. Yeah. No, you, know. you have to, yeah, to just listen, you have to be subscribed and to download, you have to subscribe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I tried to do that once like on a trip and it was like, mm, no, you can pay. And I was like, no, I won't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> See this, uh, yeah. Um, this is also known as Suzume no Tojimari, the Japanese title. Um, possibly means uh, Suzume uh, and the door locking. Um, where is it here? <laughs> it's uh, it's got an interesting alternate Suzume's door locking. <laughs> uh, as a that makes sense. More literal. Because, yeah, it's uh, it's sort of vague upon initial hearing. Uh, and uh, I don't know, the other films of Makoto Shinkai's that I've seen, uh, his previous film, Weathering With You, and then previous to that, uh, Your Name. Um, I've seen both of those. Um, before that, there was The Garden of Words, A Silent Voice. Uh, these are other titles that he's associated with. Uh, what do you do you know about those as much? I haven't watched those. I've watched Weathering with You and Your Name, but mm -hmm. I haven't watched the other ones. Um, but apparently, I, I was I, I looked into it because, of course, after I watched it, I was like, oh, I, I need to. I have ans I have questions mm -hmm. that I don't quite have answers to. Um, but apparently, when he like first came out, um, he did a lot of like young love type stuff. So I think a lot of them are kind of like love stories. Okay. But they usually are set around like natural disasters. Hmm. So that's wow. like a theme, <laughs> a theme he has for his movies. Yeah. That's, so if that's you want some true. nice young love, but uh, <laughs> tragedy and the world ending also there that, that this is this is for you. This is your cup of tea. That's right. There's quite the twist in in your name. I, I'm recalling now that I'm not going to spoil, but yeah, <laughs> very, very interesting uh, how how those themes get woven throughout uh, these these works in similar fashion. Uh, yeah, the Garden of Words. It's a it was a television project. I'm seeing 46 minutes long. Synopsis: A 15 year old boy and a 27 year old woman find an unlikely friendship one rainy day. The Shinjuku Goin National Garden. So it's this is licorice pizza, but Japanese. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, uh, have you seen licorice pizza? Pizza? Yeah. I have not. Okay. I, I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it. That's also like a quasi romance between a like a fifteen year old boy or teenage boy and uh, a mid twenties girl. <laughs> so I know that it, it's it's a big theme, and it's honestly like. Uh, apparently people had thoughts on the idea that Sota and Suzume were also like they honestly it's like the, sh the smallest age gap he's had in any of his movies in regards to possible yeah, um, love triangle or like love story type thing because mm -hmm. um, that was one of the questions I had I was like wait a second this guy's a grad student 
<laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's not not a terribly wide gap, I guess, several several years, but um, and she's seventeen. Uh, it's established. Mm-hmm. Um, a senior. I, I don't know. There's one character she meets who makes uh, reference to the fact that she's a junior. This new character um, later on in the mm-hmm. film, but. I can't remember if Susan May is in her final year, possibly. I think she was a junior. Oh, she was a because junior. she's only seventeen. Yeah, she was only okay. seventeen. I think she was a junior. But Sota is like a grad student to like be a teacher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. I, they they were making a bit of a to do out of becoming a teacher. There was the whole test thing. I mean, it must be well some sort of formal system and which uh, the education system is kind of treated in a, in a very structured way in Japan. Uh, how? But, yeah. Well, I think it's, it is a bit different. Like their mm. high school years, they only have three years of high school. Okay. Uh, and then I want to say like when they get basically their equivalent of a bachelor's degree, it's only three years as well. Okay. Um, but he was 21. That was like his age for the movie. Oh, wow. So, yeah. 17 so... and 21. So I was like, ooh. <laughs> I was yeah. like, it'd be a bit different if they had like gone to school together but i was like why not just make her 18 that would be young for a grad student here uh yeah, yeah. like i mean you could probably i mean you go at generally at 18 so 18 19 20 21 mm-hmm. i mean i guess you could be done with a bachelor's at 21 but like mm-hmm. or, or just graduate early because some people do their bachelor's and under you know three years or or they start early you know there's yeah there's all, all sorts of different uh <laughs> avenues um yeah it's it, yeah uh, that's something that stuck out to me i was like you could have just made her 18 wow it's oh, fun to uh, <laughs> I, I don't know it's fun to explore the <laughs> differences and parallels because uh certain things can and inevitably will be lost in translation but i guess the the biggest cultural difference you you find is a lot of these metaphors and uh themes of um you know the metaphysical <laughs> that uh, japanese i don't i don't know maybe some of our stuff seems weird to them but I, uh <laughs> it seems rather characteristic of the Japanese aesthetic that that they just come up with the craziest uh, bonkers scenarios from a Western perspective. Uh, but if you're into that, you know, no, no better place to find than the the minds of these Japanese creators. Um, yeah. Worlds of monsters and spirits and gods. And yeah, uh, you can tell why certain, you know, more protective uh, Western parents kind of uh sometimes chafe at uh, japanese media <laughs> um with its perhaps seemingly pagan influences but uh <laughs> well a lot of it well and a lot of it is inspired by like shintoism yeah because yeah. you know it's that's really big in japan i'm like mm-hmm. yeah i think christianity is pretty prominent there now too but sure. shintoism is basically just believing that like everything has an essence mm-hmm. or a spirit and so that's mm-hmm. why it's like oh the earthquakes are actually caused by these big worm monsters <laughs> these basically yeah. like these kami these kami type <laughs> creatures and yeah. same thing with like the keystones kami, they're, they're basically yeah. k-a-m-i right yeah 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 kami which is basically it's just just means god yeah. um but yeah they like they just believe that everything has spirits and essences so when you watch mm-hmm. stuff like a ghibli film 
And they like, they believe that like these Sith spirits, they watch the house. Mm-hmm. And when people come in, they make sure that they're good and they're going to take care of the house and then they can leave and go find another house. And so they, there's like a big belief that like everything has like some kind of meaning. And so, mm-hmm. which, and I get why mm-hmm. Westerners might balk at that. Cause they're like, ah, they're teaching my kid witchcraft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. If you use these yeah. stones, you'll beat the the demons. Okay, yeah, witchcraft. <laughs> no, it's it, it was you know I, I grew up in a religious household. You know, we would sometimes get the spiel. Uh, you know, back in like the Pokemon days and stuff. It's like, and especially with the way the kids sometimes just get taken into these things, it's, it's sort of bewitching, and so. Uh, you know, understandable that parents might be a little bit uh, concerned, but uh, no, it's a, it, I, I, I just love the now, you know, observing it as a critical adult, you know, just fun to see the, the layers of metaphor, um, the, the, and the similarities to like, uh, you know, modern Western stories like uh stranger things you know you have the upside down that's essentially the realm of the the kami uh the 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 ever after as they call it in suzume yeah <laughs> well I, have... I thought it was well i thought it was so interesting that they're like oh only certain people can go in the door but suzume <laughs> ma- managed to find her way through one of the doors so i'm like mm-hmm. is she a closer because we never learn about her parents, really. Like, not much about them. So I'm like, were her parents closers? She stumbled her way through the looking glass. Yeah. She's, yeah. A, she's a wizard, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's like you, got, you got the magic touch. What'd you do? How'd you do that? Yeah. I mean, I'm fully understandable that certain kids, you know, that's a, another trope. You know, kids who've experienced trauma at a young age sometimes have these moments of unlocking um you know the the hero's journey uh gets uh instigated through these trials uh often unwittingly as well so uh yeah she she may be a closer in training well she is you know she's literally trained on the job later you know early on she meets uh, our other key character, do you want to introduce, you know, p- partially passing the baton to help out with some pronunciation, Bridget? But yeah, um, Suzume is is the titular character to whom we're uh, introduced early on, 17-year-old high school student um, in the in Kyushu, the, the island uh, region in the south of Japan. Um, so yeah, then what happens next? So yeah, so you have Suzume, who's in school, and then she, you know, meets Sota Munakata, yeah. um, which he's going there and, you know, it, it's, I thought it was really interesting, but they, you know, they, she's like going to school and she just passes this, like, she's like, oh, that guy looks nice. And then she's like, wait a second, I know that guy, but I don't. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, do you know where there are any like abandoned doors? And she's like, <laughs> I think there's one like over there, somewhere over there. And then she's like going to school and she's like, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm going to go find the hot guy looking for doors. <laughs> and then like she goes to find him and she just finds the door. And I thought it was a very interesting concept. That it's like, you know, you open the door and you can see it, but she would walk through the door and nothing happens. She's like, oh, wait, why can't I get there? Which again, why I wonder why she could get in the door in the first place as a child. But alas, maybe it's like a child's innocence. I don't know. And then, of course, she goes to school. She's like, huh, weird. 
there's this like crazy pretty sky that I recognize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to go to school. I pulled this thing out of the ground. It flew away. And it became mm-hmm. a cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the. And she goes to school and then she's like, oh my gosh, what is that purple thing in the sky? And everyone's <laughs> like, girl, you're crazy. There's nothing in the sky. <laughs> and it's yeah. a big earthquake worm that no one else can see but her and Sota, who she runs into at the door. And he's like, girl, you got to leave. And she's like, I don't think so. I'm going to help. <laughs> and thus begins their adventure of closing the doors to keep the earthquake worms in to yeah. save the towns. <laughs> I I return them to you. The uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> fa- fascinating. I mean, have you been to Japan, Bridget? I have not. Okay. That is something we'd like to do in the next like couple of years. Cause you know, everything being shut down for a while kind of cut off really going anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's like one of our, one of our next goals that and like Disney, we want to go to Disney again, but with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're like that or Japan, they probably going to end up cost about the same. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like apparently it's like, you know, pretty inexpensive, like food wise and to like sure. buy like souvenirs is pretty cheap there. Okay. But you also have to pay like, you know, two grand a person to fly there because a lot a long flight, mm-hmm. multiple flights generally. Mm-hmm. And then which I even heard that like finding lodging there is pretty cheap. The most expensive part is flying there. Um, no. So we want to go like uh, we are familiar with some of the areas. Mm. And that's why I'm like, like, of course, like Tokyo, everyone knows what Tokyo is. Yeah. Um, but then some of the other smaller places, I was like, oh, hey, I've seen pictures of this because that's like something they're really big on doing. Mm-hmm. I, I see a lot in the anime community is like, if we're going to set this in a real place, we want to make it a place that's going to be recognized. Mm-hmm. So like you can literally take like stills from your name and place it in the town that they're in. You can mm-hmm. take stills from Jujutsu Kaisen and place them in Shibuya mm-hmm. in front of real places. It's kind of crazy. I'm like, you guys play, yeah. pay so much attention to detail. It's wild. Yeah, I love the role geography plays in this film and and a frequent uh, kind of characteristic of the of Japanese film or even animated films, you know, maybe more so than um, Western or American films that, you know, geography can be a little vague sometimes. Um, I, I, uh, I know they got good infrastructure so getting around can sometimes be a little easier than uh places in the u.s <laughs> so yeah they got <laughs> oh, the bullet trains yeah mm-hmm. well they um, have the ferries and the bullet trains you know they hop they have a couple different islands yeah. so you can hop around um which they're so they're talking about putting a high speed train mm-hmm. around this area going mm-hmm. from like augusta to charlotte and augusta to atlanta i don't know mm-hmm. if they're gonna all connect but i was like that would be so cool because i hate paying for parking in atlanta mm-hmm. i hate it i just want to i want to get on a really fast train and be in atlanta and not have to pay anything else <laughs> no yeah it'd be i i mean i enjoy cars and driving and like being in control like but uh that that requires a bit of an investment um uh, so yeah it's it's especially it's just so infinitely more um efficient to be able to transport lots of people uh, quickly and easily uh, over distance. Um, but, you know, you have to have lots of people willing to uh, participate in that kind of thing. 
Um, with Japan, it's, you know, a lot of people concentrated in a relatively small region. Um, the whole country is about the size of California. So you could make a, a decent trip out of going to see large parts of the country, uh, which would be nice. Uh, so yeah, definitely on my, uh, you know, pr pretty much top of my international travel list, <laughs> but like the idea of these, um, sort of large scale, places that have been abandoned maybe um abandoned cities or ruins um whether it's due to like possibly radiation or um earthquakes or tsunami uh yeah that's uh, uh not not that uncommon seemingly if, if this movie is anything to go by <laughs> um yeah yeah they're like con apparently constantly on the edge of having an earthquake based on this movie. <laughs> that, that would be so uh, <laughs> eerie. Like uh, the, those kinds of, you know, the, the, the lingo like uh, thrown around lately is, you know, like uh, liminal spaces, kind of these uh, um, familiar and yet somehow like very off putting unsettling kinds of, places because like un of uncanny yeah. yeah they're not fulfilling the function that they were designed to originally fill so there's kind of sitting uh untended um yeah kind of like how uh i don't know in toy story like if you're you're a toy and you're abandoned you're you're not allowed to fulfill your purpose so you've like you <laughs> you're in some kind of hellish pur purgatory as a result almost yeah um, <laughs> it's like a, well it's like when they uh well it's kind of like so uh sota gets turned into a chair yeah yeah by, yeah. <laughs> by the, one of the commies and i can't remember the commies name daijin daijin Di okay because there's daijin and then the other one i think is so daijin yeah. which just means like older daijin older yeah. like older god basically um yeah cats i love cats <laughs> i'm just like heck yeah like me and japanese people cats love that i'm on the same page 100 mm -hmm. i'm surprised there wasn't like an uh an inu dog of some kind at some point uh mm -hmm. get, get one of those uh what are they called what oh, shinu shibu inu inu shibu inu. She, yeah shibu inu which inu yeah. is dog in japanese okay. so it's okay. really just shibu dog sure. um but yeah, yeah, I'm on 289 days of Japanese, so. Oh, cool. I'm a I'm a pretty big deal. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm doing okay. I need I need to find people who speak it so I can like Ooh, speak yeah. it better. But I I've learned a lot. That's why it's fun uh, to watch these movies in English and Japanese, because sometimes the sayings are not the same. They say different stuff in Japanese than they would say in English. Um, is that an app this uh, subscription? That you're doing so no i okay. i do duolingo oh okay and that's free but then i also use an app called renshu which is actually it was made by a man and his wife and they run it together as a couple they are both like um their first language was japanese but they speak english as well and you can subscribe to theirs but you don't have to I was gonna um, so i kind of supplement the two send me a, a referral if you get or if i can get a referral discount or something but uh, that's anything to to attempt but uh, <laughs> no, <it's... laughs> no they're both free you can use them okay interesting <laughs> but they're, cool. they're super handy so I, I i've looked at the ones that you pay for but i'm like mm, i'm just there's so much stuff out there that you could really you can supplement it without paying for it if you really wanted to 
Um, mm-hmm. But I've considered doing the Super Duolingo because like you run out of hearts and that's no fun. Um, <laughs> they have like a family plan now. They're getting out of control. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Um, well, cool. I, I uh, yeah, it would be fun to start getting uh, acquainted with some conversational Japanese. Uh, I mean, as as sort of fascinated I am with the culture and the region. I, I'm not the biggest uh, consumer of Japanese entertainment or anime, uh, you know, as you know, from my uh, lack of a, a crunchy roll subscription prior to the, <laughs> my free trial, which I, I probably won't continue, frankly, because I, I just have so much else that I watch. Um, I don't know, may, unless, yeah, unless I like really get into anything in particular uh, now. Now that you have the recs. <laughs> yeah, I have so many recommendations. I've watched so many things. Some of them are bizarre, uh, yeah. but I, I like funny stuff. So I tend to gravitate towards the funny things. Um, but honestly, though, you can if you have like Hulu and Netflix, you can also watch a ton of anime on there if you wanted yeah. to watch anime okay. on something you already pay for. Yeah, um like out. i mean my my first like anime my like starter anime other than sailor moon because that was like you know way way back mm-hmm. uh was inuyasha i used to watch it on toonami mm. um so i'm like that, that was my like my first one i actually didn't really get into watching a lot of anime until like the last like two years kind of like be, being shut down i was like i need to expand my horizons i need to watch more things mm-hmm. and now it's just all anime <laughs> mm-hmm. um Let's see. We uh, this there's the natural disaster. You know, the, the um, like in the real world, you know, it manifests as earthquakes. But in the uh, the ever after, the nether world that um, you know, Sota and now Suzume are kind of acting as a bridge between the two, as well as Daijin, the cat who was the freed keystone. You know they're they're bridging the gap between these two worlds um, and having to travel around the the country basically to these different uh, points where the, there's you know the sensitive regions the ruins um, where where the spirits are escaping you know this giant worm and and then when enough of it pops out it <laughs> creates this. Uh, earthquake, uh, but but nothing too serious, at least early on in the film. In, in the region, in Kyushu, for example, um, there really isn't too much damage, although uh, it kind of causes uh, Suzume's aunt, she, you know, her mom, she's uh, orphaned. Uh, I don't know her, what happened to her dad, but her mom was a single mother killed in, in a tsunami, I believe. Or some mm-hmm. it was an earthquake. earthquake that would that caused a tsunami yeah um and, yeah because yeah. this well the movie apparently he was i mean a lot of people were but they were like so affected by the 2011 earthquake that they had that also mm. created a tsunami that he um that's what this movie is based off of it's okay. basically like well and i think at least what i've like looked into because I, I was like what happened to her mom which is a nurse so i imagine her mom was probably like just one of the people who unfortunately got taken out with that. Cause yeah. they never say like, they just like, Oh yeah, her mom died. They don't say how they don't say if it was yeah. like, you assume it's during that. And I, I read that a lot of people think he kind of intentionally left it like vague because a lot of people lost people during that and they never yeah. found them because they live on an Island. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, it's just one of those, like she was just 
lost to the tragedy, the disaster, yeah. and they and don't the actually house. know what what happened. They never found yeah. her, kind of thing. But the the house has been leveled to um, so at least late later on in the film when Susan May visits her home, um, and they they were in the north, the north. Uh, east part of japan um the, the main uh the main island i can't remember what it's called um but where was suzume born so she she grew grows up with her aunt in kyushu but uh, was born in, in a fairly in, in sort of the opposite part of the country um, miyaku yeah. iwate or uh, iwate mm-hmm. is the region uh, which is northeast of uh, Tokyo. Um, yeah, it's like more uh, more rural. Yeah, than like Tokyo and like Shibuya and all that. Um, uh, which and apparently, like the way they made it seem is that it took her aunt like a second to find her. Which granted, is because she went in the door, but it's like it took them a second to like find her after the accident happened because her aunt's only mm-hmm. like forty. Yeah, so like she she wasn't very old when she had to take in a five year old. Oh yeah, yeah. The, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, Susan May had been wandering as a child for, I guess, a, a couple of days. It sounds like maybe up to mm-hmm. four days uh, before her her aunt arrived to take her in. Um, and then, yeah, the uh, when when these uh, inciting events in Kyushu happen, um, you know, <laughs> uh, Sota gets transformed into a chair magically by yeah. by Daijin, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, goes chasing after immediately starts <laughs> to chase after Daijin. He's very agile as this chair. When, yeah. Is, yeah, when he's a three legged <laughs> chair, he doesn't even have all of his legs. He only has three of them. <laughs> That's um, incredible. Well, and then of course I love how they like uh, uh, included social media because of course people see this chair chasing a cat and so then everyone's like oh my gosh you guys see that chair and that cat and then the cat becomes like a social media superstar and that's so they follow it around japan to, to go to the right place <laughs> so it's a, isn't really thinking this through like what would he do once he caught up to the cat uh i guess he'd have to like practically beat it to death <laughs> with its yeah he's like take it legs. take it back well and uh, that's like yeah, well, and a, a lot of people we're like, oh, I, I, and I guess like the correlation with the mom, a lot of people, at least Westerners, mm. because again, we're not as familiar with like Shintoism. So we're not yeah. like, we don't understand, like Kami in Japan, a lot of times they are like, you know, goofy. They're like mischievous creatures. They're like mischievous little creatures just having a good time. And so when she released the Keystone mm-hmm. and then it came to her house and she fed it fish, it was like, ooh, she likes me. So I'm not going to be the keystone because I want to be with her. Mm. You, guy, you can be the keystone. I'm going to hang out with her. Yeah. And that's why, like, as the movie goes on and she, like, chastises it and it it gets, like, all skinny and, like, sad again. <laughs> because it's like, I need the love and approval of this girl who saved me. Because she saved it. And then yeah. she also fed it and welcomed it into her house, which is, like, a big thing there. It's like, yeah, if you, if you welcome them into your house, you're like, I'm going to take care yeah. of you. And not so a, it was yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, it's like no, I'm I'm gonna be a cat because this girl's cool. You can be a chair and you can be the keystone. <laughs> Which I was like, can they just like have they just been handing off the keystone for like thousands of years at this point? Yeah, is uh, it always the same one? 
Do they get, uh, do they accidentally trick someone into being a keystone every thousand years or something? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's fun that it's, it's complicated. You know, it's, you know, this, the gods do as according to their whims. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, stated I mean, in the have film. you guys, you guys yeah. know any Greek mythology? Uh, <laughs> it was <laughs> or, wild. Or Loki, you know, he's, he's yeah. a trickster. Uh, but yeah, and then Sota, you know, he's he turned into the chair, but, like it's not that you know this chair is transfigured from his body he just is like um a chair. trans he like gets absorbed absorbed he's like yeah. absorbed by the chair because <laughs> um, he goes from not he get he, well because he was sitting on it which it was yeah, so funny yeah. when we were watching it i was like there's a chair there like there was like a big chair it was like a desk chair but he's yeah. like now nah, i'm gonna pick this little chair with three legs <laughs> it's it like was... i mean you do you <laughs> It was an important chair, it turns out, a gift from yeah. Suzume's mother, uh, built by her mother. So uh, that, that becomes a whole other, uh, you know, key plot point. Uh, yeah, this this keystone, it's, you know, uh, think of it like uh, a horcrux or uh, a port <laughs> key, um, like an everyday object that takes on whole added meaning. meaning. Uh, and like, yeah, gets possessed. Well, not willingly by Sota, but uh, <laughs> unwillingly possessed. <laughs> and his body, I guess, just kind of evaporates into thin air until he can be freed from it. Uh, you know, if he well, can but he can free. feel, but he can feel because and like can, when she uh, she speak. kisses him, yeah. well, yeah, well, she kisses the chair, and he was like, he's like, oh, and he wakes up, and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, nothing. I didn't do anything. But also, yeah. she. There was the part when she, so of course, they have to follow the they have to follow the cat Daijin, mm -hmm. um, because they're trying to get him turned back into a human mm -hmm. because he doesn't want to be a chair, <laughs> and so they're going from city to city, and of course every city they go to has an earthquake worm monster that's trying to escape, um, mm -hmm. which in a big part of closing these doors is that they have to recall the feelings and the sounds and everything of the people who used to make those places lively because they mm. used to be useful. Mm. And, I, and I guess it's like, you know, kind of putting the spirits to rest, okay. I guess is like the best way to describe it is like remembering that they were there, that this place was useful. That way you're like closing the bad things out mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. in, I guess in you're closing them in. Um, <laughs> and that kind of keeps them at bay because now, so they, the keystones, the Daijin, mm. they're the ones keeping the worms like at bay. But now one of them, is out living its best life as a cat <laughs> and the other one is somewhere else <laughs> so <laughs> it's like <laughs> like i feel like if i had to describe this movie to someone in this way they'd be like what <laughs> oh well <laughs> it's just yeah. a girl in her chair closing doors to spirit worlds <laughs> with chasing yeah. cats it might seem impenetrable to uh yeah. <laughs> an untrained audience no nah, but but ultimately it is a very human story it's all mm -hmm. it's about um you know these uh very you know uh archetypal characters the, the uh hero uh you know protagonist suzume and and you know finding love and and relationship with her aunt um yeah just this very Relatable. It's very coming of age. Yeah, it's a come. It's a coming of age story, um, which apparently, so he did not want it to be a love story. Mm. He wanted it to be. He originally wanted it to be like a girl's road trip, mm. where like girls, friends, 
But because he's done love story stuff since the beginning, apparently his producers were like, no, <laughs> there needs to be a love angle here. So that's why it's like, like kind of there is one, but it's not like so concrete that we know that they get together or anything at the end. It's just kind of like he comes I... back and he's like, hey, girl. So it's like you assume that they get together, but he didn't want that. He was like, I want it to be like the the sisterhood of the traveling pants or whatever it was called. <laughs> he wanted it to be like a fun girl movie because he was like, I want it to be a coming of age movie, but also like focusing on like the disasters and like coming to terms with trauma and things like that. Because when she was a kid and got lost in the door, mm. she was given the chair mm-hmm. by her mother, quotes, mm-hmm. by who she thought was her mother as a scared five-year-old and so it's like oh yeah yeah it's like a full circle yeah because you know she's closing all these doors she finally gets to the last door and realizes it wasn't her mother (laughs) (laughs) there's Um, that too yeah the whole uh cyclical uh time almost uh, sort of a timey-wimey element to it yeah yeah it's like how about you guys want a time loop which (laughs) makes sense because i was like how can if she recognizes him it's obviously because she's seen him before because he was there when she was a kid. He was just right. like kind of standing off to the side um, <laughs> in the in the time world ever after. Um, but yeah, and it's like, well, and then when they're in Tokyo, the other Daijin can't keep the worm at bay by itself. So then both of them are out. They're both and the worm's just like about to crush Tokyo. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Suzume realizes that the Daijin's like, you got to use Sota, mm. the chair, because he's the keystone. And if you don't do it, everyone in Tokyo going <laughs> to die. And so she's like, I don't want to because I love this man who was a chair that I met two days ago. I love him. And <laughs> they're, they're like, which and I also thought it was kind of crazy, though, because I know it's set like in this in this time frame in like the time that we live in currently. Mm-hmm. But all these people were so willing because she go, you know, she goes from town to town. And she doesn't have like a ton of money. So Mm -hmm. she's like, these people are like helping her. And they're like, yeah, you can just stay at my house. I'll feed you, girl. Don't worry. Oh, hey, hey, I picked you up in a car. You can come to my house. Can you also watch my kids and then also work in my bar? Well, she's, yeah. Japan's wild. (laughs) She's, you know, has the appearance of a responsible young woman and, uh, well well put together so yeah she she gets to be baby <laughs> yeah she's, yeah she's like I could, I could buy you some mcdonald's and then can you watch my kids because i have to work but also can you also come work thanks yeah i appreciate it which which and I, I i was telling godfrey i was because he was like yeah all these people are just like yeah girl come stay i only, i just met you today and you like ran off to some building and did some crazy stuff and came back all dirty but like yeah sure come stay come stay the night um but I told him, I was like, well, one, she's a girl and she's a young girl. So she's not, it's not like it was a 30 year old man. Mm-hmm. If it had been Sota walking around with a chair, people would have been like, ooh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> Even though I will say Sota very much. Have you seen Howl's Moving Castle? Yep. Yep. He reminded me so much of Howl when he was oh, a human. Yeah. Which yeah, kind of... I, I do know that. Um, I forget. I can't remember the guy's name to save my life. Uh, he's very much Christian, inspired. Christian, or I don't know. I, Howell, oh, voiced no, by no, no. Christian Bale in the English version, right? Yeah. No, the guy who did this movie. Not oh, Christian Mako- Bale. Ma- Shinkai, yeah. Shinkai. I, was like, I could not, for the life of me, I was like, 
I was trying to remember his first name. I'm like, it's not coming. It's not there anymore. Um, but he's very much like he loved, he said it before. He's like, I love Studio Ghibli films. He's like, a lot of my movies are inspired by them. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's how's Moving Castle. That's how. That's what Soto looks like. That's how. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, they, there's a, a Miyazaki name drop early on in the TV, like the Weather Channel, mm-hmm. uh, the of the, uh, the earthquake or something reported in in uh, Miyazaki. But that's actually a region in Kyushu. I, I looked it up on the map. So. I want to say that he's from there. I think okay. Shinkai is from there. Okay. Wow. Which is also kind of funny. I'm like, you're inspired by him, but you also like live there. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and I appreciate that Shinkai, like I, I imagine he's probably, you know, obviously a, a brilliant creator, but also, you know, a fairly normal seeming dude because not really above allowing uh, the insertion of like certain commercial considerations into his film, such as with the incorporation of a, a romance in, in his, uh, I don't know if, is this his th- officially his third feature film? Uh, possibly. Um, uh, yes. It, yeah. He, so he apparently had the biggest budget for your name. Okay. So he had like big name animators wow. Um, but he did have like a decent budget for this one that I'm aware of, but like your name was like top tier. He had like lots of money to do that one. Okay. Um, but, but there was also, an animator. Uh, I was just going to say, and then McDonald's, uh, brand, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> placement. Yeah. Product placement, <laughs> which was also in weathering with you. Uh, I mm-hmm. can't remember if it was in your name. <laughs> so I don't remember it, but I wouldn't doubt if you like see it, a glimpse of it or something. Cause yeah, he, yeah. your name was like his number one, like the top budgeted yeah. film that he's gotten so far. Mentioned um, the animators from, from this or. Oh yes. The, yeah. One of the animators, he actually, he has worked. Gosh, I saw it earlier. So he actually has, was one of the animators for high school of the dead, which um okay. didn't, it didn't get completed because uh the manga didn't get completed because the guy who wrote it died Mm. like unexpectedly Mm. um but there was another one that he did and i was gonna mention it and now i can't remember it i want to say he helped on a ghibli film or something and that's what made me think about it because i was like oh this Mm. guy's also done that but he had really big name like big name animators for your name um but another ghibli reference was kiki's delivery service the the theme song is in the movie oh okay um in, in what way? Is it just, I think yeah. there's a time where you hear it on the radio. Um, I don't let me go back because I because I remember looking it up because I was like, man, this his movies give like very much a Ghibli vibe at times, especially like, you know, people turning into things. There being magic worlds, there being big monsters, mm-hmm. um, girl running around with cat. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but yeah, uh, there was one was, for sure. Yeah, a key coming of age film. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, just a, such a, a powerful story, uh, human story about, um, yeah, growing up in. Uh, does that does does Kiki take place in Japan or wasn't it? Or is it Europe? It's, yeah, or or hybrid? It, yeah, I, it's one of those where I don't think they say. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because there is she's in that town that look, looks like a little like French town. Yeah, uh, where she's doing the bakery, but she, sometimes the movies are like that, where it's like it's not going to tell you where it is, but it's, mm-hmm. it's like Spy Family. I don't know if you've ever watched that. 
Hmm. Like it's they're technically Japanese, but they live in a place that looks like England. Okay. And sometimes they do that. They're just like, you know what? I wanted to have a little fun with it. I wanted it to be different. Um, but yeah, so yeah. the move. So Kiki's delivery service. The theme song is playing when Suzume is traveling in the car, okay. um, and it's the same theme song that Kiki hears in the opening of Kiki's delivery service. Um, early development on Wikipedia describes uh, this as sort of originating from Shinkai having to travel around Japan while giving talks. He's basically doing a lecture series about his previous works <laughs> and uh, yeah. helped him and in inspire him to do this sort of travelogue film. Um, in Japan, he, he's quoted saying in Japan it is customary to hold uh, Jinsai uh, or groundbreaking ceremony before construction begins on a new building or home, but we do nothing when we close them down. Uh, so, yeah, this sort of ceremony, this ritualistic uh, theme of, um, you know, I, I guess giving back the land to the, the spirits which uh, originally inhabit them. So, yeah, more mourning deserted places. That's another. Uh, source of inspiration so yeah that's that is a fascinating thing like we you know how coping with um you know our wasteful tendencies sometimes as as humans uh i mean we can be extremely wasteful and that can upset uh, the the spirits that dwell uh and uh you know <laughs> we're uh custodians of the land long before we ever were <laughs> so understandable yeah. yeah if you don't take care of lands that are now abandoned then you will get earthquake worms exactly. so to do what you're supposed right. to do do your part but well in japan they are very like conscious of just taking care of their environment i guess is like a way to say it like i have friends that have lived there and they're like the the streets spotless mm -hmm. they're like there's no trash because over there it's like it is just thought of that as part of being a community is like watching yeah. out for each other, cleaning up after each other. So they were like, you don't see like people don't walk and eat food. They yeah. don't walk and throw trash. They're like, no, they're like set places where there are trash cans. If there is trash on the ground, people walking will just pick it up and then take it to a trash can. Um, they're like, yeah, people look at you real weird if you're like walking and like eating, walking and drinking. Yeah. They're like, no, no, no. Mm -mm -mm. that's how you get trash mm -hmm. so it's like because it's such a big part of like the community it makes sense that they're like yeah we have to make sure that we are not bless but i guess like bless the areas that have are no longer being used or been abandoned or that are mm -hmm. going to be used for something else so that you know you don't get bad juju i guess no it makes no sense why you would be so careless as to just you know toss things you know rubbish uh you know, in uh, I, I guess uh, with abandon, uh, when all this stuff, you know, it's got to go somewhere. Um, and and why not take care of the the world, the natural world, um, as if it belongs to us? Which you know, in, in some sense, it does. We should be, uh, yeah respectful of our surroundings I and mean, generally we want you know the space that we're uh occupying to be you know livable <laughs> comfortable uh don't want people to just throw trash 
uh, you know, right where we're, uh, you know, hanging out. <laughs> I don't know. Some oh, people, yeah. I guess, are comfortable living in uh, a heap, but, uh, you know, I'm not certain. I'm certainly not one of them. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I, I taught my kids, which probably was like not the best thing to teach them. But I was like, yeah. when we were when they were younger, I was like, we don't throw trash. Because if you throw trash yeah. outside, a turtle will eat it and it will die. Do you yeah. want turtles to die? No. Yeah. And so that's like, it literally my I mean, Scarlet's 10. And she's like, yeah, we don't throw trash because a turtle will eat it and die. And I'm like, exactly. You know what? If that's what I had to say to drive that home, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I, we want to save the turtles and all the animals and also the environment. Please don't throw your trash out of your windows uh, <laughs> or just in general. Um, but yeah, I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll just go from the jump. Just turtles. Everyone likes yeah. turtles. Who doesn't like turtles? Just go with turtles. We'll, we'll yeah. save the environment that way. <laughs> so, uh, see, the development of this movie script uh, was just getting underway when COVID began. Um, but uh, I guess the the pandemic had, you know, not not a considerable amount of effect on the film's production, uh, but that the mood of the times was indelibly etched into the script. Um, so they weren't uh, they were still able to go ahead with working on the film fairly uninhibited um you know just doing everything they needed to do remotely uh sota turning into a chair was in reference to shinkai feeling trapped during covid19 <laughs> uh the uh finishing of the script in august and storyboards um uh were drafted uh, in september um to december uh, september 2020 to december 2021 so Quite a while um, of just finalizing the story uh, progression uh, in visual form with the storyboards, um, but then production on the animation began in April 2021. Um, I guess while they were, he was still finalizing the storyboards. Um, or wait, no. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Uh, yeah. The, storyboards weren't finished until December 2021. Uh, but the writing credits are all given to Shinkai. Um, original story, screenplay, and storyboards. <laughs> so, impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy. Well, I think it's even crazier. And I'm like, maybe it's because he did have, like, you know, he did have, like, really good success with your name. Yeah. And so it's like, I just think it's wild that he's like he made the story and then they were like, "Ooh, yeah, we like your story. You do great, but she needs to have a love interest." And they're like, <laughs> "He was like, why?" Which he actually, I did see an interview with him where he was like, "Yeah, I think that's going to be like my last love story," because he was like, you know, the other ones I wrote, I was like, you know, twenties, thirties, and he was like, "I'm like fifty. I don't want to write like YA love stories anymore." <laughs> he was like, "That's not, it's not my vibe. I don't want to do that anymore." And I'm like, I, you know, I feel that like I wouldn't want to get like sucked into just one, like, I guess, demographic of things I can write and nothing else. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like the producers are like, well, you got to do it because this is what the people want. This is what we want. Because well, I'm like, uh, I feel like he could have been like a sidekick without it being like, oh, I love him. It could just be like, oh, I want to save him because he's a person and should not be a chair. 
yeah the i mean the love uh interest plot almost more just stemmed from the fact that she was just so kind of smitten with him uh, she's like oh, he's sight. so hot <laughs> he's basically. so hot i have to save him <laughs> this childhood infatuation essentially uh but uh, you know and and it doesn't conclude conclusively with them I, he just kind of return that's the final moment of the movie is like he's coming back to visit her like a year later or something so you know who knows what what their destiny destiny ultimately is I, i'd be interested in revisiting these characters certainly but you know. oh yeah when i like susan may because she wasn't like i feel like sometimes female characters they can make them almost like annoying <laughs> sometimes far from that yeah no and that's why i liked her because i was like oh yeah like she's like you know a teenager just being a teenager and that's what i was trying to that's what i was trying to say to my husband i was just because he was like yeah like she barely knows this guy and i'm like yeah but she's a 17 year old like i'm sure at 17 i probably could have seen a hot somewhat older dude and been like ah yes that's my husband i will marry that man because you know at 17 you're not thinking i wouldn't do that at 30 but at 17 i was like mm, we could be together forever i would uh ride an giant earthquake worm into the sky to save you so yeah <laughs> um, during the throes of one of their encounters with the the worm at the doorway uh they he uh, shouts at her aren't you afraid to die and she said uh, she just flat, flat out says no she, she's not <laughs> at yeah. least in, in that situation if it means saving him you know or sacrificing herself to do this you know nobler act then she's willing to do that so she kind of like yeah, I said, it's like a good coming well it's a good coming of age story because i mean it's 17 like yeah it's pretty reckless and like i mean i would do it to like save my kids now but like a random guy i just met maybe not <laughs> but yeah. yeah like it's like it's like reckless but it's brave and i'm like yeah i just feel like that's very much i feel like putting that like her at that age is like perfect for that mm -hmm. like, yeah i'm gonna be reckless i'm gonna do whatever like as long as i save people i'll be all right i'll be fine i'll be fine i'm invincible i'm 17 i don't know anything yet I'm, i don't have anxiety yet it's fine <laughs> sure. um but yeah but i and then of course like so he yeah, i thought it was kind of it's kind of like how you said like um how the toys like if toys aren't played with they like start to like lose their purpose and kind of like go into like this weird stagnant phase mm. um so like sota is slowly becoming like an inanimate object which mm. i wondered that because she was like why is it taking you so long to wake up mm -hmm. and he was like i don't know i don't know what's happening i guess i was just sleeping but then you find out that he like i guess it's like his soul is starting to become part of the keystone and yeah. turning into stone uh, which I thought was kind of crazy. I was like, that's an interesting concept, but you can be saved. You can be mm. saved from becoming a keystone. But I guess only because the Daijin was like, fine, <laughs> fine. Mm -hmm. You did so much for me, Suzume. Thank you for saying you're proud of me. I'll be a keystone again. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I thought that was pretty crazy though. That Because I, and I said, I honestly, I called it. I was like, oh, he's not waking up. He's turning into a chair. Mm hmm. If he's a chair too long, he will be a chair forever. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> it's like Anna. It's yeah. like Anna. If yeah. she's frozen for too long, she's going to become frozen forever. 
uh, yeah, um, it's a bit, uh, yeah, just, you know, you, you don't want to let the, uh, you know, the moss grow too long on, on these things. Um, yeah, he's, uh, being subsumed into this role as the, the keystone and it's a, it's a crucial one. You know, we, we get the explanations, you know, first there's the notes in his apartment and then we learn his grandfather is also a closer. He's in, in a hospital bed and he provides more, uh, exposition on, on, uh, being a, a closer and why, you know, the need for the keystones and, and the fact that there are two keystones. Um, but then even after they do, do close kind of that final gate, um, and, and restore Daijin, uh, the, uh, there, there'll still be places where, you know, the, the mourning of the people has ceased and, and the, um, spirits will again, you know, begin to stir. Um, so his, his job isn't over. Um, let's see. I, uh, the, all these movies have kind of done similarly in the uh, U.S. and Canada, performance-wise at the box office I'm seeing. But Your Name do, does kind of stand out as a world, worldwide grocer. Um, I, I just I love Weathering with You. That, that's, that's my favorite of these films so far. Um, Suzume, I don't know, is maybe my third favorite. <laughs> uh, I agree. Now, yeah. I, I like, so I, I like weathering with you and your name, but I, I want to say like, I feel like your name is number one for me mm-hmm. and then weathering with you and then Susan May. And mm-hmm. honestly, I, I've heard the Susan May. So the theme song, mm-hmm. like, you know, you know, the song that do, 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 do yeah. that song. Love that song. They underutilized the crap out of that song in that movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, I did not hear that full song enough. Hmm. I'm like, because if you like, uh, you can find it on Spotify and you can like hear the breaths that she's taking. And I'm like, this is like such a strong, like poignant song. Hmm. They did not use it enough. I was mad. <laughs> I was like, uh, I was like, poor, poor utilization. <laughs> they should have moved. They should have just played it the whole time. I would have been fine with that. I love that song. <laughs> I listened to it <laughs> in my car. But I was like, yeah, why, why wouldn't you use that song? That song is awesome. Especially like in the, like the big parts where she's like riding a worm in the sky falling from the sky with a daijin i'm like come on man this would be the perfect time to play these songs <laughs> yeah i uh it's not i guess um i really love the the song from uh your name um mm-hmm. let's see what, that's what, a really uh, good one too what's the well, they, oh, grand grand escape yeah mm-hmm. that's the one um, well the guy um i don't remember his name it starts with a yeah. k okay. um the composer he's used the same composer on all three movies okay and i saw it earlier and i've already forgotten it because my brain doesn't work anymore um (laughs) yeah rad rad wimps is the sort of band or the musical Mm -hmm. group um music by kazuma jinuichi Jinuichi. yeah uh yeah rad wimps uh, the the group um yeah but kazuma i'm guessing is kazuma jinochi yeah exactly yeah and he but yeah he's been i don't know if the i don't know if rad wimps has been on all of them but yeah the kazuma has been on all three of them okay which i was like honestly he does great 
His music's always good. I yeah. approve. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, and I did look it up. Uh, so uh, Kiki's Delivery Service is based on like an amalgam of like Stockholm and Visby, Sweden, by the way. Interesting. Or I forget that forever. <clears throat> um, so, yes, it was very uh, European inspired. Cool. Um, yeah, the um, just uh, brilliant artistry in these films. You know, they, they just look so they've got their own distinctive style. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I went, I'm probably not using this term correctly but it's like they've got really high gamma i don't know on the visual style like i don't know ga gamma that's like a term in graphic design i i don't know if i'm using it right but it just reminds me of like radioactivity like yeah. electromagnetic spectrum and once you get up into like those high frequency you know radio radioactive um part of the spectrum it's like when you get all those crazy glowing, you know, neon effects and stuff. Yeah, this this movie has all the weird, like glowy neon, and and as does uh, Weathering with You and Your Name. It's it's weird. It's like a like Aurora Borealis sort of yeah. effect to a lot of the and yeah. When I really like that because it's like it's just it's like you like watch it and you're like, wow, this is really pretty. Like yeah, Susan wasn't my favorite, but I was I liked looking at it. I was like, like, I mean, I did like it. I didn't dislike it, but I liked it less than the other ones. But like, your name had great effects, especially when they're doing the part where they're like meeting in that like middle ether period. And it's just mm. like the sky. And I'm like, man, I want to just go somewhere that has this like in a dome building and just lay there. <laughs> like, yeah. that'd be fine. I, you know what? And they probably have stuff like that in Japan. I need to go to Japan. Very what am I doing? <laughs> visually distinct. I, I'd be kind of freaked out if the sky ever looked like that in real life, but oh, it yeah, works for I the know. film. <laughs> it's like uh, I saw a, a reel earlier and it was like um if I actually saw 10 million fireflies yeah. and it's this guy screaming and it's just fireflies everywhere. <laughs> That's right. It's like, yes, it sounds great in theory, but it'd be frightening in person. <laughs> You'd have to go to the the sphere in Las Vegas to accomplish yeah. that, you know, ideally uh, to at, at least to simulate it and not have to, you know, it, pull a Oppenheimer and ignite the entire atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Comix Wave Films, Inc., they are the yeah. one that they are the animating company that, that has done all of the movies yeah. with him. Yeah. So that's, I was like, I knew it was like someone and there's like a specific animator that I saw earlier, but no, I'll find them eventually. Um, yeah, they're but like yeah, the, but the Pixar, when they all, the Walt Disney yeah. Studio. Yeah. Well, and like all of his, all of his movies, like they all seem like they could be in the same place, which I mean, they are set in Japan, so they are, but they could all be taking place at the same time. They're all very like cohesive animation wise, mm. I feel like. Um yeah uh yeah. similar yeah like very japanese centric to yeah i mean not not all you know or yeah, i don't know uh the percentage wise like how common that is in in japan compared to like uh us maybe it is less common for japanese um animation to be in a specific uh geographic setting uh, well i don't know in animation you can really um exaggerate uh so you know a lot of uh western animation 
you know, it's, it's intentionally left there, like say the Incredibles, you know, that's, those aren't real cities or, uh, I don't know, <laughs> Toy, Toy Story, the, the region where those films take place, you know, it's not uh, fully established, you know, you have something like okay. Soul from Pixar, which is very much in the real world, though, so. Yeah, it's like like any of the superhero movies. Like they always have their own towns or like their own places. And I'm like, that's New York. Don't lie to me. That's New York. You can call it Metropolis, but that's New York. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I know what you're doing here. Um, but yeah, when I I do like that they and I'm like maybe that's why I've been drawn. I feel like I've been more drawn to Japanese animation, like I guess in the recent past and I guess mm-hmm. present because I I it just feels like. I don't know, like more creative. The stories are richer to me. Yeah. There's like more depth to them. Yeah. And I do feel like some of the stuff that's being cranked out in the West currently is just kind of like, ooh, what if we did a sequel? Mm, <laughs> what if we did a live action? And I'm like, I don't want that. Stop doing that. Give me something new. Yeah. Me, look at Studio Ghibli. Uh, so The Boy and the Heron apparently is his biggest box office hit in his oh. whole career. Yes, Aki, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's his biggest uh, biggest hit so far. Apparently, Godzilla minus one is also doing very well. I, I, mm-hmm. all, I people keep telling me they cried, and I'm like, you guys cried in a Godzilla movie? I need to go see it. I guess. Have you seen it? I uh, am needing to see both of those still. <laughs> so I haven't seen the Boy and the Heron either. I want to. <laughs> it, it's still in the Regal uh, here. Okay. I know your your town's a lot smaller, right? You guys don't yeah. have it locally. Um, I we do have Godzilla minus one currently, so hopefully uh, I'll get to that this weekend. Uh, I would think the boy and the heron might get here eventually if it's doing well. So we'll see. But I, I, I might just go travel to go see that. Um, but yeah, um, excited for for those. Uh, glad we could cover this uh, in their stead. But um, mm-hmm. definitely want to get around to the boy and the heron soon. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, Miyazaki's got his own signature style and. Uh, you know, a bit more of a traditional vibe with his films. Typically, they, they look a bit more classically, you know, watercolored, cell animated, you know, the the um, comics wave, uh, Makoto Shinkai aesthetic is, is a bit more um, contemporary, you know, just the vibrancy of it all. It, it looks very much the, the product of, you know, the modern age of computer um, post-production on animation, uh, but but still very much a distinctive hand-drawn frame by frame um, style of animation. So so very very you know there's nothing distracting about the way the characters move or anything. It all feels very very traditional. Yeah, it very much is like that anime aesthetic, mm-hmm. but not like too anime where they all have like really big eyes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They they kind of look like real people uh, for the most part. Um, uh, so. Uh, the Boy and the Heron has grossed $12.8 million over the last weekend in Canada and the U.S. It's wow. apparently number one at the box office currently okay. um, in the States. So, yeah, it's doing pretty well. Um, but Suzume grossed three, uh, $323.3 million worldwide. Oh, wow. It wow. is apparently the fourth highest grossing anime film of all time. Hmm. Uh, and it debuted at number one in the Japanese box office. So um, it didn't do too bad. But I'm like, yeah. after your name, it was like, okay. I like, I remember like seeing it and I was like, oh, those are the people that did your name. I'll, I will watch this. I will be watching that. I don't know anything about it. It has a cool song. I'm going to watch it. Oh. <laughs> There's a door. 
I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, Wikipedia has a different number than IMDb. But, I did it. Well, IMDb just says 175 million 492, but I don't. Yeah, that's that's a <laughs> significantly lower than the 300 some on on Wikipedia. So. So I uh, I guess some different hmm. sort differing sources on the <laughs> the the numbers is the source for Wikipedia and that's a box office website the numbers uh, and IMDb has box office mojo so I don't know well, what, yeah this like uh, Hindustan Times they think, had in yeah. May it, they had it it said it grossed three hundred and twenty million so I don't know. Yeah, international yeah international <laughs> box office can be difficult to um you know, gauge to, yeah estimate based on like how different countries report and and india too i think was a factor like this this mm -hmm. was the first of makoto shinkai's films released in india i think the way mm -hmm. they report their box office um is maybe a lot different than um you know, then certain outlets, maybe like Box Office Mojo, are used to handling. So, mm -hmm. could be wait, reason. I'm looking at well, I'm looking at Game Rant, and they have them. They have them ranked as the eighth highest earning anime film in history. Interesting. And they had mm, said so domestic revenue was fourteen point seven nine billion yen, which is about <laughs> one hundred and five point three million sure. uh, in U.S. doll hairs. And then, uh, do do do. See, it surpassed the 14.23 million yen that Weathering With You got. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, but it, it says it's estimated to have grossed over $321.5 million worldwide. So that was Game Rant in, like, July. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. They're like, you know what? They did great. Susan May did great. <laughs> they, they did awesome. Was I lying about the bit about India? I'm, I might have... Uh... I'm maybe, not sure. I'd not. have to look into that. I haven't yeah. seen that bit of information I yet, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. Either. Well, um, at any rate. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I maybe saw that for a different, uh, maybe that was for your name or something, but at any rate, uh, one of those movies got <laughs> released in, in India and it was apparently a big deal, but uh, just kind of uh, um skimming some of these facts um well yeah so i uh, appreciate the uh, opportunity to discuss some cool yeah rich textured uh filmmaking from and storytelling from japan um definitely yeah they they get into some deep themes and um, are able to um apply yes yeah, uh, some very uh yeah nuanced understanding of um just how humanity relates to the world around us um and uh, and a lot of times that insight is kind of lost on western viewers or, or in western media that's a, a bit perhaps uh more focused on just <laughs> getting butts in the seats well, and that's like, well, and because honestly, I will say, like, as someone who is American, when I watched it, I was like, oh, the Daijin is going to be her mom. Like, I also thought that. And so after the movie, I was like, okay, the Daijin wasn't her mom. I have questions. And so after we watched it, I was like Googling. I was like, I need answers because I have, there are some plot holes. I need answers. Huh. And so, and that's when 
a lot of people describe like, oh, well, you know, we have Kami and they're mischievous and they're this and they're that. And then at the end, because it's like the whole movie, she's thinking about when she was a kid and she saw her mom in the ever after or who she thought was her mom. Um, and so this whole time you're like, oh, like you think that she's going to like have this, at least I would like assume that there would be some moment where she has like some bit of closure with her mother mm. and then she doesn't. Because at the end, you find yeah. out that the older brown-haired woman who gave her the chair was actually her older self to help give her the courage to leave the ever after because she yeah. was scared. She was yeah. a scared little kid. Um, and that's why it's like, oh, you know, like coming of age and, you know, coming to terms with tragedy and trauma and stuff like that. So it's like she gave this like piece, like this piece that was her mother to her yeah. younger self because she's like, I don't need it anymore. I've come to terms with like the past and the things that have happened and so on and so forth. But then, so, so I went looking for answers and that's when a lot of people were like, Oh, well, you know, this isn't really about her mom at all. It's about her and her like, you know, and like, you know, having like that kind of closure with her aunt because she kind of feels like she like basically (laughs) got dropped in her lap. And, and of course her and her aunt get into an argument, which honestly, why did the aunt not call the police? Hmm. That that's a side. That's a that's a side. Uh, <laughs> she's like, no, don't worry. I'm gonna go across Japan and find her. <laughs> I'm like, why didn't you not call the cops? I mean, but, they, you know, she was she... yeah able to keep cat tabs on Susan yeah. through the bank account. So that was uh, well. I she guess, was texting yeah. and stuff. So she's that. like, well, I know you're not dead, but like, dang girl. Like, well, yeah. I guess when she heard that she was like traveling with a man, she was like, oh <laughs> no, no, you don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, but yeah. I, so I I'm hate, like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, I would nut up if Scarlett was 17 and like she's just traveling across multiple states. I would I would be following her, too, probably. I would probably also tell the cops, though. No, I I would I would hate to involve the cops (laughs) personally. That would just add a whole other wrinkle to things. And yeah. well, yeah, Um, well, especially because, you know, homegirls run around with a chair that talk. So unless you're just going to get her you're going to get her put in a grippy hospital like (laughs) a grippy sock hospital um yeah yeah one like they have in a minute yeah oh yeah that too like imminent imminent danger danger. yeah yeah um but but yeah and there's like they have like there's a part where they have like this argument because her aunt like never got married and never Mm -hmm. had kids because (laughs) she basically had to raise a kid that was her sister's Mm -hmm. um and so, like, they have, like, that closure together mm-hmm. because she's like, yeah, I didn't get to live my life. And she's like, oh, well, then just forget about me because, sorry, I'm ruining your life. Um, so they, um, like, they have their little closure together. Well, And, and so, that's... yeah, I'm like, it's all it's all about, like, closure and, like, you know, growing up, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, Susan... Along with disasters. <laughs> yeah, she's achieving uh, self-actualization, uh, but also having some of her worst fears being realized at the same time like you know the her fear that she's uh income she's she's burdening her aunt and and her aunt comes out and says you know the precise thing that she fears and and yeah that that would be just such a pivotal moment for for uh youth um to to have a person you know ostensibly you, you trust the most uh, sort of betray you like that um, but then thankfully yeah they're able to reconcile you know and, and it's it's only in when like this person you know is going through their worst moment that they say these hurtful things so well she was being uh, possessed yeah yeah she was being that's, possessed that's kind by of like the how other, we are yeah so <laughs> yeah well and I thought that was funny so when she's in the bar 
and she sees Daijin sitting there with the people mm-hmm. and she says to the bartender she's like hey doesn't that 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 thing over there look a little weird and they're like oh like she can see it because yeah. she has the ability to for some reason <laughs> and but the bartender's like oh yeah i mean he he looks fine to me so it's like clearly other people see like a person so i was so yeah. i was i wondered why she couldn't tell that her aunt was possessed by the so daijin when she was saying those like i mean they were really things that she did feel but of course it's like you you know what not to actually say to people like you know you're like that's irrational i would never actually say that Mm -hmm. and so she's being like possessed by it and so that's why she says it but i was like why did she not recognize that she was being possessed by the the so daijin because she could see the daijin when they were being a person yeah questions plot holes (laughs) Um, it's just yeah that's that's the effect that these kami have you know they yeah it's mysterious, uh, you know, and powerful. Uh, the, the factoid about India was uh, actually a, a bit of trivia about Weathering with You. That was um, mm. Weathering with You is, I guess, the first anime film to be officially released in India. Um, like ever? I, I guess so. Yeah. Oh. I mean, <laughs> India has its own very robust film industry. So I guess understandable that they haven't been um, as open to foreign films um, throughout their history uh, until more recently. Uh, do they have, do, does India have their own version of anime? Oh, I imagine they, they have. All, I, I, I don't, I'm yeah. I haven't I'm seen not sure. Yeah. I'm like, so, now I'm super curious, but I would assume so. Cause like, I know there are some countries that prefer to kind of keep, outside productions to a minimum Mm -hmm. to kind of like avoid their culture becoming like i guess too mixed with other cultures they want to preserve their culture and like understandable but i'm always curious i'm like i would assume they have like their own version i haven't of anime yeah i can't name any indian animation offhand (laughs) weirdly but I, I've seen there's a lot of little kid ones okay that I, i mean they're like animation but um, because I see them on Netflix and, uh, like Oliver will watch them and they are English dubbed. And so, but they come up sometimes and some of the things that happen in there, I'm like, yeah, I can tell this is, <laughs> this is, this is from another country. This makes sense. <laughs> I was like that. I was like, interesting. And they like, there's a lot of gorillas in those cartoons, really into huh. gorillas for some yeah. reason. I don't know why. It's, uh, let me see. It's maybe not as big a thing because like when I Google search Indian animation, uh, one of the things that comes up is like that DreamWorks film spirit, you know, stallion of the Merlin or whatever. (laughs) And that's like, you know, a Native American. uh, Uh, Okay. uh... Yeah. I, well, so I searched, uh, is there India anime? And Doraemon, the cosmic cat, is one of the ones that came up. And I've actually seen this before. I don't know if you can see it. Interesting. I've seen this thing before. I do think it's on Netflix. Um, But yeah, so that's interesting. Apparently, they do have, like, they have their own, like, little television channels, like Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, and all that, that has, like, Mm. their own animation. Uh, But I do think they do have some kind of anime. It's just obviously different than, like, Japanese anime or like American animation type stuff. Yeah. If they haven't been as open to other media um, and it's maybe just not as exposed to their 
up and coming filmmakers. Um, so there maybe would be fewer um, just uh, aspiring animators if they don't have the influence of people like Walt Disney or Hayao Miyazaki uh, really influencing the younger film going audience of, of India, I'm, which I'm sure nowadays um, is just kind of fully integrated. Um, yeah. Um, and that's something I was seeing is that they like Crunchyroll was saying that like India has a like they're like one of the biggest subscribing like countries. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for them. So it's like Crunchyroll is a they're getting those subscribers. Don't nice. don't don't forget to cancel your free trial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Well, I, I haven't marked on my calendar. So, you know, if I do keep it, it'll probably be intentional. Uh, yeah. So I'll uh, start wrapping this up. But yeah, thanks uh, for listening to the Thoughtcast conversations about animation on Suzume, uh, the, the latest film from Makoto Shinkai, uh, his, his third directorial feature uh if if i am not mistaken and uh yeah the um just the I, entirety of his filmography is something that i'm keenly interested in um just based on the the incredible work <laughs> that that has been produced um and, and criminally underseen in the united states but uh, worth worth our time. Yeah, I'm, obviously these are big blockbuster films in Japan. So um, if you if you're hungry for some good popcorn entertainment, you know these things they, they don't disappoint as far as spectacle goes. <laughs> well, yeah, and they have Suzume's on Crunchyroll, but yeah. I do know that Weathering with You and Your Name, I'm pretty sure, is on Max, formerly known as HBO Max, uh, as well as the Ghibli films. They're all on Max. Wow. Okay. So, so yeah, well, get out there, binge every Ghibli movie and all the and Shinkai movies, and then go watch The Boy and the Heron if yeah. it's in your area. <laughs> yeah, I, weirdly, I, I think um, Suzume currently is is like only on Crunchyroll. I don't even know if it's like rentable anywhere. I um, think it's. I haven't yeah. seen it anywhere else. Yeah, I, much more easy to like rent the other two, I, I believe, if mm -hmm. that's the case. Uh, oh, yeah, it, it does look like uh, Weathering is currently on Max, and I assume your name as well. Oh, uh, uh, Suzume, you can watch on Amazon Prime Video. Okay. But I'm so not sure rentable. if you have to rent it. Um, yeah. I, you just I, have to have the subscription is what it says, but I'm okay. not I'm not logging into Amazon to check. But <laughs> But so apparently it's also on Amazon, but it's also on Crunchyroll as well. Okay. Um, which, and that's, well, and I remember when you brought up Suzume when it came out in Japan. And so I was like, I missed it when it had, it was in the movie theater. Mm -hmm. And so I had been like looking for it. I'm like, when is it going to come out? And then one day we got on Crunchyroll and it was on Crunchyroll and I was like, oh, okay, cool. So now I can watch cool. it. <laughs> yeah. I saw it in theaters. Uh, and, uh, it was the, the English dub, which is great. Uh, they, they do a good job. I, they weren't. They did do a good think, job. Uh, I didn't watch the yeah. Japanese one. Okay. Um, yeah, I, it's pretty bad because there are some, sh like, they are good in Japanese as well. But sometimes when I turn on stuff, I don't want to necessarily have to, like, stare at the screen the whole time. Mm. <laughs> Especially if I'm watching it at home and there are children around, mm. running around, screaming and doing things. And I'm just like, you know what? Sometimes I just need to zone out a little bit, depending. Mm. So yeah. I, I do that with some, some shows. I'm like, I don't need to stare at the screen the whole time. So I'm going to listen to it in English. 
But I thought their voice actors were really good, though. They seemed like they fit the characters. Yeah, I m- most recently I watched the Japanese, uh, you know, subtitled version, the uh, original uh, Japanese dialogue, um, and then just today I kind of had it on in the background, the English version again, which was good to just brush up on it on extra because I saw this back in like you know February or whenever it came out yeah. in, in the U.S. and so I, I needed to refresh before <laughs> doing the episode. Um, but yeah, all, all the crazy, you know, um, Lord, okay. April 14th looks like in the United States. So back in the spring, um, yeah. It's and, basically and, three years ago at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the details about, you know, where, where in the movie did, uh, uh, Suta become the keystone and, you know, what all the, um <laughs> road tripping that takes place and uh I mean, she just do a, like a, a wild <laughs> amount of like she's like oh on a train and on a ferry yeah. and then on the back of some girl's scooter and very then... dense <laughs> so yeah well and then that guy like straight up wrecks his car on the way to her hometown and they're just like bye yeah she's like uh we're just gonna take this rusty bike bye <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, the detail, you know, Sota owes him money. Uh, But then he later realized, oh, wait, it's me who owes him money. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Oh, well, I I care about him. He's my friend. So I'm doing Yeah, I helped save you. Uh, Let's call it even. (laughs) Well, Um, and I felt like they were going to try and like make him and her aunt a thing. I I think his name was. uh, Oh, sure. Tomoya. Sarazawa. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I was like mystery there yeah <laughs> yeah i was like hmm, interesting um but yeah because then i was like how old is her aunt because if he's a grad student with this 21 year old how old is she and it's like yeah she's like 40 so i was like but she's like a hot 40 yeah so it's fine sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. she needs a man too okay mm-hmm. even though i'm like I-, I liked how um the guy that she worked with was like i'm gonna come with you I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm, I'm being a part of this. And then you never see him again until the very end of the movie. And I was like, see, he was never important. <laughs> yeah, not really. Um, there, there's a, you know, bit of a odd synchronicity when they wreck the car, but they're able to find this abandoned bicycle, this rusty old bike yeah. that, that's able to carry them both. That doesn't make a ton of sense, but oh, well, you got to get from it A just, to B somehow. Yeah. She had to get to that door. Um, which, yeah. And I, I still, and I thought that was also when she talks to the grandpa in the hospital and he's like, ah, if you've been through the door before you have to go, you can't go through any other doors. You have to go through the door that you went through the first time. But I was like, how did she get through the door? (laughs) I have questions. I'm like, so (laughs) my theory is that her family's somewhere down the line were closers. Like I, I even went as far. I was like, oh, her mom was a closer. She wasn't actually a nurse. She was trying to close, but they didn't work. And then they died. Oh, maybe. And that's why Uh, Susan May can open the doors and walked through one. That's my theory. That's my theory. I'm sticking with it. (laughs) Would would the grandfather then have known, maybe just didn't reveal then that, you know, Susan May could be, you know, um, well, hopefully not related. Not related to him. Not super closely related. (laughs) But uh, I'm sure there's multiple families (laughs) (laughs) not related that could do that. They're like, (laughs) 
you know, uh, cousins. Fourth, fourth removed cousins. Yeah, fourth removed, exactly. <laughs> no blood relation yeah. anymore. Exactly. <laughs> We're cousins through marriage. Uh, um, <laughs> um, the, and, yeah, and yeah, I was like, that would be like an interesting concept, I feel like. Yeah. I, I guess, uh, and the fact that she had touched the keystone would be understandable to me that she would now be able to see all this stuff uh, and freed Daijin. And so, yeah, there's, there's certain explanations, uh, but yeah, the fact that she gets lost in the uh, upside down, uh, I'll just call it, as a, as a <laughs> in child. In the upside down, yes. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, um, it's, uh, it's, well, it's I, strange. Yeah. Well, and then like the little tie-in to like the love story, I know, which and that's, that's why I said they like leave it vague because she's like, oh, my gosh, he's so hot. I love him. I have to save him. Um, <laughs> it's a, I, but yeah, it's kind of like left up in the air. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if anything, if you're going to save them, they better at least be hot. OK, yeah, um, but <laughs> uh, I think well, what was I gonna say? Um, she's like, oh, I'm going to save him. And like they leave it kind of vague, like, oh, like he comes back to see her, blah, 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 blah. But do they end up together? Who knows? But if you think about it. When you go through the door ever after, well, every time he's like about to like turn into like a cracked rock guy, mm -hmm. um, his soul, she comes through the door and I'm like, oh my gosh, is she his ever after? It's like mm -hmm. a princess movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's Disney. Oh my gosh. Zumehime. <laughs> yeah. Look at her coming in to save the day. You know what? That's what they need to start doing. No damsels in distress, men in distress, saved by princesses. <laughs> That's how this works. Yep. Right. Japanese Disney, get at me. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, um, any any last things to add, Bridget, before we sign off? No, just just listen to the theme song on repeat. I, I probably oh. listen to it when I get off the call. Who knows? I haven't listened to it nearly as much as I, I religiously listen to um, the grand escape uh but it, it's uh it's still yeah very very good more more like a march uh sort of um rhythm to this one do 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 very rhythmic you know like well and it like yeah. it has like a breakdown in it and like you yeah. as i said it, it kind of the song always like gives me the chills if you like mm -hmm. listen to it in your car and it's like it's just you just have it up and you just hear it all around you get some surround sound going and yeah like you can hear her taking the breaths and then it does like the breakdown i'm like yeah this slaps. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I should meditate to this, but also like go save somebody in a door world. Sure. I don't know. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, can can either be used to to soothe you, calm you down, or or to motivate you to go save the world. Either one. Yeah. Uh, it's it's good to to be able to balance the two impulses because uh, God knows I <laughs> I've been shot in the foot by leaning too heavily into one or the other. So. Uh, yeah, yeah put it on your gym playlist put it on your meditation playlist exactly. put it on all your playlists actually <laughs> <laughs> cool um well thanks so much bridget um and uh yeah we'll be back at some point on the podcast talking more japanese animation um especially you know the boy and the heron but always love to do more miyazaki talk and hopefully some more makoto shinkai talk soon as well so uh, until then, I've been Philip Elke on the Thodcast, conversations about animation. Uh, you'll find us on the socials at Thodcast at, uh, or yeah, Thodcast.com. we got the website. Uh, Bridget, do you want to give any socials? Uh, sure. You can find me on Instagram. It's Bridget5246. That's Bridge with a T, 5246. 
Yeah, I'm at Philip Elke, um, I guess, uh, in the show notes on how to spell that. And uh, <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> uh, everyone uh, out there, yeah, who knows if we'll be back before Christmas, but have a, a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and all the all the holiday wishes. Uh, um, so stay warm. Um, well, I'll, uh, I'll see you around, Bridget. And uh, until then, have a magical day. Have a wonderful week. Warm hugs. Let's see, what else is there? Ooh. Is there a good quote from the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Save, hmm. save the cat. <laughs> uh, save the chair. Save the ch- <laughs> there actually, um, there is a... Uh, one of the social media posts talks about the, the Daijin cat. Um, and it actually references the cat in A Whisker Away. Uh-huh. Uh, 